not, George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out before I pick up the phone. Where could I be? <laughs> believe it or not, I'm not home. You're listening to The Beep with R.J. McCullough and Josh Brown. J.B., what up? Good call on the Eagles, bro. You were right. I was wrong. So go ahead and introduce yourself. I think all I need to say about myself is I'm the guy who's hated the Patriots and rooted against them so hard for so many years as a diehard Bills fan that I finally just gave in and was like, you know what? Fuck it. I've had my heart broken by this team so many times. I'm just going to deal with it and just roll with it because they're going to win. And then they lose. So I think that pretty much sums me up. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and introduce yourself. And I want to know what you thought of the controversial touchdown catches on the Eagles. Uh, some Patriots fans are complaining about that, which is ridiculous to me. But uh, So yeah, let me know what you think about that and uh, Malcolm Butler not playing. Take it easy. I'm Josh Brown. I'm from the west coast of Vancouver Island. I'm an avid sports fan, Raptors fanatic, and an all-around podcast god. RJ, to answer your first message, yes, I did predict the Eagles would beat the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl by means that didn't seem to happen, but a win's a win for me. And I'm happy the Eagles took down Tom Brady, humbling Bill Belichick, humbling Robert Kraft, Hungling the whole organization. I think they're at a standstill right now. Gronk doesn't know if he's coming back. Brady's coming back at 42. And Belichick and Kraft don't have a very good relationship at this point, so it should be a fun offseason to watch. Could you imagine Brady left the New England Patriots? That would be even crazier. The touchdowns in the game that you touched base on there, um, the Clement touchdown in the third quarter, the 22-yarder, I believe was not a catch. He had bobbled the ball and was attempting to keep his feet in bounds at the same time there. I don't think he successfully did that. I think the call was made because there wasn't enough evidence to overturn it. It was a very hard um, catch to analyze. Um, But the Zach Ertz one, though, it's the complete opposite. He had full possession of the ball, had made a running motion, had three steps, and then was hit well running into the end zone. So I believe that one was a good call on the on the uh, touchdown there. In regards to Malcolm Butler, which is kind of a ever-changing story here in the last 48 hours, I guess he missed curfew, um, wasn't performing well in practice, and also had um, several other issues that haven't been disclosed yet. But uh, I saw him crying on the sidelines. It was pretty eye-opening, but I definitely think they should have gone to him still. He's the guy who won them a Super Bowl against Seattle, and he's been a shutdown corner for uh, the last couple of years. Um, his teammates are up in arms. I heard Browner was talking about it and saying that it was a bad move, but you know Belichick's going to stand behind his decision as a football move. And I'll respect it, because at the end of the day, I'm not a New England Patriot, and I don't have to live with that decision. So, yeah. Other than that, I think it was overall a great Super Bowl, and I'm happy the Eagles brought home the championship to Philadelphia so we don't have to hear them whine about it anymore. Hey RJ, it's Josh just calling uh, to ask you a question, important one. Kirk Cousins with the uh, emergence of Alex Smith in Washington, would you be a fan if your Buffalo Bills went out and signed Kirk Cousins as their starting quarterback?
Hey, man, just returning your call. Uh, Kirk Cousins to Buffalo. Uh, honestly, I'm a big Tyrod guy. It's been such a long time since we had a good quarterback. I would say Doug Flutie was the last good quarterback the Bills had. But that being said, I think Tyrod's going to uh, head to greener pastures this offseason, maybe Arizona, something like that. So that obviously leaves a gap. Um, they drafted Peterman last year, and everyone that's not, even a lot of Bills fans are really sour on Peterman because he threw the, all those picks uh, against San Diego and then to Jacksonville, uh, final play of our season. But he actually looked really, really good last year in training camp, in preseason, in all the games, in practice. So I think there's still something there with Peterman, but I'm not, obviously not ready to say he's a starter. So I pretty much guarantee the Bills draft a quarterback. Uh, they have two first-round picks this year. I think they have two second-round picks as well. So I guarantee they pick a quarterback with one of those guys, and then they have sort of a battle between Peterman and the new rookie for what I'm hoping is the backup spot. I'm hoping they're going to bring in a guy like Cousins. Um, the problem is whether he wants to sh sign a short-term, like, two-year deal. Because um, the Bills, clearly, they're a team that's going to build through defense, um, with the coach and their entire coaching staff and the defense they had this year. So it looks like they're going to go to build through defense. Um, so they're not going to invest like $100 million in a quarterback for a long-term deal. Uh, so if Kirk wants to come on like a two-year, $35 million deal or something, like sure, that'd be great. It would be great to have a guy that can stretch the field out, throw the ball, have a bit of game management. I mean, we have an elite backfield with Shady. Um some decent wide receivers, and they're developing some. So, I mean, that would really, uh, yeah, that would be great to uh, to add an, I wouldn't say elite, but to add a solid quarterback uh, would round out the team really well. Um, the Pats dynasty has to end eventually, so when that happens, it's our time. Hey, man, it's RJ. I must have missed you. Uh, quick question for you. I'm watching a lot of raps lately. They're uh, hovering around first. Looks like they're killing it in the regular season this year, but I know you're a big raps guy. So uh, are they for real this year? We should actually be excited. Are they actually like a legit threat this year? And I think no. So what would make them between now and end of the regular season, what would make them an actual threat to come out of the Eastern Conference? Please tell me, RJ, that you didn't just leave a message on my phone saying that the raps aren't for real. I might have to end this podcast here with a mic drop. LeBron James is at his lowest. It's happened before, but this is his all-time lowest. There is no defense in Cleveland. There is no Kevin Love. And there may be no opportunity to trade the Brooklyn first-round pick if the Cavs want to ensure a future for the franchise at all. LeBron's leaving. He's going to be a Laker or a Rocket next year. And this team is devastated. The Boston Celtics aren't as good as the hype seems. Okay, Kyrie is Kyrie, okay? He's a one-man wrecking crew. But apart from that, what big names do they have? They have a mediocre Al Horford. They have a young and inexperienced Jalen Brown. And Teddy Rozier. The Raptors have been kicking it for the last five years. Maybe they haven't made a true run except for their Eastern Conference Finals loss to Cleveland two years ago, 4-2. But this team is ready. Jonas Valanciunas knew his name was on the trade block. So what does the big man do? He goes out and learns how to shoot threes. 
He's drawing defenses out, and he's passing the ball when need to be, and he can hit the three-pointer. He's seven feet tall. DeMar DeRozan is having an MVP caliber season, and there's no doubt to me that he should be in the MVP candidation. Candidate, candidation, candidate with James Harden. Kyle Lowry is just doing Kyle Lowry things. Drawing offensive fouls, taking the ball to the rack when need be, and just making huge plays down the stretch. He may not be at what I think is an all-star caliber level this year, but he's a leading by example. A guy who's grinding it out instead of putting up points. He's doing the small things. And then our second unit. Man, some nights I think the second unit should even start. These guys have brought us back to an elite level. When we're down and out in games, the second unit comes on and we get back to it. We're running gun. We got young guys stepping up like DeLon Wright, Pascal Siakam, and Freddie V. Drake's doppelganger, Freddie V, who comes out of nowhere undrafted. Guy's three-point percentage is at an all-time high. He's looking like a young Kyle Lowry. And he's just become a dad, so obviously as a dad myself, there comes a little bit of a maturity with the whole thing. The Raps are going to make a run in the East. Don't get me wrong. Golden State Warriors in the finals may be a tough task, but there's no team in the East that truly scares me. And if one were to scare me, it would probably be the Washington Wizards, who right now are without John Wall and are slipping in the Eastern Conference. That being said, for some reason we struggle with them. Uh, every time we play. But other than that, Boston Celtics, the Cleveland Cavaliers, that's child's play. DeMar DeRozan, Kyle Lowry, Abaka, Jonas Valanciunas, and the second unit will bring the North the Eastern Conference Championship this year. Fuck RJ, you're a hard guy to get a hold of. Just had a question to ask about Canada's Olympic hockey team in Pyongyang. I know there's no NHLers, but... Do you have any insight into who to watch for on this roster? And maybe touch on some of the the best moments of your life watching uh, Olympic hockey, NHLers or not. All right, uh, I'll call you later. Thanks, man. Uh, I don't know if I'm convinced LeBron's still LeBron, but hope you're right. Uh, As for your question about uh, the Olympic team, I don't really know. To be honest, I don't really care that much this time without any NHL players. who they got? I know they got a bunch of guys that were on the Leafs at some point. I think they got like Brandon Cozen, uh, Mason Raymond. I think Ben Scrivens is the goalie. So they have some former Leafs. That's all I know about really. Um, I think off the top of my head, got like Derek Roy, Renee Bork, Chris Kelly, uh, Wojtek Volski. So there's some guys that we've heard of, but it's really it's pretty scrap. The defense is brutal. I don't think I know anyone on the defense. Um, so yeah, it's not. I uh, don't think I'm really gonna be watching considering the time change in Pyeongchang. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll actually watch once it's on. But I'm not nearly as excited as the past few Olympics. Um, in terms of memories of the Olympics, I remember obviously Cosby's golden goal uh, would be the one that stands out. And then uh, when they won, breaking the 50-year drought, I think it was. So that was that like 02 or something, 0204 or something like that. Um, yeah, those would be uh, those would be the top memories for me. Yeah, this one just doesn't just doesn't pack the same punch. Hey, bro, it's me again, RJ. Um, so I'm curious, with no chance of uh, like Crosby Golden Goal or um, a through through Lemieux's legs to Korea, 
type moment. What's your level of interest in uh, this upcoming Olympics in general? Hey, RJ, just returning your call. Um, the Olympics, to me, really is all about men's hockey, women's hockey. With the NHLers not there, it's not as appetizing for a TV viewer, especially myself, who who lives on those late-night overseas games, Russia-Canada, Canada-USA, and the rivalry that exists in, in these games. So I don't think I'll be watching much of the Olympics this year. I do love Bob Sweat and speed skating. I love um, those two sports. I know Humphreys, the female bobsledder, she's fun to watch. But other than speed skating and bobsled, I'm not much for anything this year. It's very disappointing. And I think the IOC and NHL are going to realize that this was a huge mistake. I'm not taking anything away from the guys who fought hard for their Olympic roster spots. But the Olympics needs the utmost talent involved in the game. That's why it's called the Olympics. That's what it has been throughout history since the beginning when the Greeks invented it. So yeah, I'm a little disappointed in this year's Olympics. And also disappointed at the fact that North Korea and South Korea are batting together. They're giving North Korea an opportunity to showcase themselves in a world platform. And I'm disappointed in that. I think what North Korea is doing is terrible. But uh, that's, you know, that's what's going to happen. So we'll see how it all plays out. Um, I know Ilya Kovalchuk isn't playing for Russia. And a couple other NHLers. So it'll be fun to see how Russia does with their non-denominational flag. <laughs> even if they win the gold, they're not even able to celebrate. But anyways, go Canada, go. I like to order three cheese pizzas, two large pepperoni. And one deluxe. I just wanted to know what you thought about Blue Jays offseason moves and their chances going into this season. I know it's a far ways away, but what do you like about what the Blue Jays did and what don't you like about their offseason moves? And what do they need to do? Hey man, just returning your call. Um, I'm not sure what the Blue Jays are going to do. They're in a really weird spot because the Yankees obviously are stacked as shit and the Red Sox are looking like they're going to be really good again. Uh, there's a bunch of other good teams in the AL. So, I mean, for the Jays to contend and have any chance at making more than just a wild card appearance, they're going to have to stock up on some pretty big names, which they're not willing to put the money forward for. So, that seems like it's a bit of an issue. Uh, they signed that or traded for or signed whatever that Grichuk guy in the outfield. He could be okay. They got a bunch of outfielders. They've got a couple good pitchers. They have some old guys on the infield. They still got Donaldson. So I mean, they're going to be okay, but it's kind of annoying to just be okay. Like you either want to be really bad or be at the top like they were the last few years. So I don't know. I see it could be a pretty long season, but there's a weird thing going on in the MLB right now with the. MLB Players Association and the MLB owners because there's a bunch of free agents that aren't still aren't signed even though the season starts really soon because the the owners think they're playing the players too much money. The agents think they're not getting enough money, so the owners just basically colluded and aren't signing anyone. So there's still a lot of guys that are available, like Todd Frazier, for example. He's an all-star, and he got a two-year, like $18 million contract. So if you can get a couple of guys like that at those prices, then maybe we can have a conversation. But until then, not really looking for a, like a very exciting for year for the Jays. Probably very similar to last year where they're kind of like 
10 games out. Maybe they make a run near the end. They get to about five games, but they're never really, really in it. That's my prediction. I hope I'm wrong. Hey, bro, it's RJ. Maybe one of these days you'll actually pick up your phone, but uh, I'm just wondering what you think about what the hell is going on with the Cavs. Uh, but it looks like your prediction of the Raptors actually having a chance this year may just be correct because they killed Boston last night, obviously, and if LeBron and Cleveland is not working, then, hey, the Raptors have a good chance to make the final. So what do you think is actually going to happen with Cleveland? Happen with Cleveland? So, yeah, let me know what you think. Hey, RJ, just returning your call. Sorry, it's been a... Uh been a wild one at work the trade deadline has come and passed and wow Cleveland has sold their whole team Crowder's gone Wade is gone Isaiah is gone crazy crazy stuff D Rose is gone but who really cares about D Rose Um, the Cavs I don't think that they got worse I don't think they got better the one thing I think they got better at was their athleticism and they've got some young young talent in Nance and Clarkson. George Hill's a little older, but he's proven vet. He's had some playoff runs with Indiana and with San Antonio back in the day. So I don't know. Really, at this point, Cleveland's kind of... It's crazy. I really don't know what to say. and I, I'm going to have to wait and see what they're like when they play together. But you know that everyone in this locker room is going to be listening to LeBron because these are all young guys. And they all pretty pretty much admire him. But I do think... It's Toronto's, Toronto's year here. This is the year to pounce. I don't think Boston's as good as everyone is saying they are, and I think the Raps proved that the other night with that astounding win over them. The Raps were quiet at the deadline because I think they're confident. I think they're confident in what they have. It's the second unit plays a whole different style of game, and I think heading into the second half of the season, I think we're just going to have to get better in certain areas. Three-point shooting, just stay consistent. And, you know, win the games against the below 500 teams, which has been a problem with ours this season. With regards to the other trades at the deadline, it was, wasn't much else to say but Cleveland. Dwayne Wade's gone back to Miami. I actually think that was a great move from Miami to get some veteran presence and something about Wade in a Miami jersey. Uh, no, he just becomes a different player. He wasn't the same in Chicago or in Cleveland as he was in Miami his last year there. I think that's home for him, so I'm happy for D-Wade. Um, other than that, I'm happy with the Raps right now. I'm just watching the game against the Knicks here, and obviously they got to get this W. It's the freaking Knicks. But we'll see, we'll see what uh, happens after the deadline's over here. I think we play Cleveland in, uh, one more time this season, if I'm correct. Um, all right, man. It's nice talking to you. I'll uh, catch up soon. Thanks for listening to The Beat. I'm Josh Brown. And I'm RJ McCullough. And remember to tune in next week and leave a message after the... Ah!